eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, Thursday podcast with Bob Dwyer back in. Big week for Bob as he has done four in a row with me. I didn't mm-hmm. know if Eddie was going to chime in at any point. He has not. No, uh, he said at the beginning on? of the week, if I wanted to, I could do them all. I don't think he had I feel like Eddie has aligned himself with Al, and you have aligned yourself with me with these. Kind of, yeah. It's sort of worked out that way. Interesting. Or, or, yeah, I guess it's it's come to, come to that. I thought you were pulling a boomer this morning with the Was warm-up that? show, which, by the way, is coming up next, so don't go anywhere. Well, you weren't in the studio when we started. Yeah, I know. I lost track of time there. Right, like Boomer lost track of time yesterday on his yesterday. first day back and missed the first three minutes of the show. Me and Eddie were well into the first three minutes of our warm-up show this morning, and there was no Bob. I know. I saw that. I walked in. They had the split screen going. No no shot of my spot at all. No, 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 no. But we figured it out. I you was got in there. there. You got there. Were you into the Bagel Boy conversation this morning? Um, I saw it yesterday, obviously, when it happened. It's funny. I didn't. And there's a ton of those videos that are out, you know, so you, you know, I'm always intrigued, sadly, if you will. Like a guilty pleasure. I like seeing like sure. a guy like that. I think a lot that, of people do. Yeah. It's, you know, mouthing off and you like to see it, you know, it's right. sort of like street justice, if you will. I think like it was something we had to do for sure, you know, on the show. Yeah. My only, you know, take was it. I, Greg disagreed with me. And I think Boomer was somewhere in the middle. I'm not sure. I, I absolutely think that that's set up. Yeah, I wondered. I, I, I agreed with what Greg said about the... You know, that gal didn't seem like someone who would be in his circle. That Oh, sure. I, I agree with that. You know, but and she tweeted it from her thing. Mm-hmm. So if, if it showed up on his, I would say. But here's but, the deal. If I tell you right now to go into Pret-a-Manger across the street or and Panera Bread out, yeah. and start flipping out, you know as well as I do. Someone's within filming 15 it. seconds, yes. someone's filming it. And it will be on social media within the hour. Yeah, no, that's true. And then people will eventually find the... No, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked. Here's the other thing. And this is the other thing I thought of, watching it. If that's not the case, watch it again and look at the guy. Something off about him. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely something off about the guy. The whole thing was just... I don't know. 
Yeah. Now, like I said, watching it, I thought it, you know, initially I thought, no, it wasn't because the guy just went crazy. Of right. course, you missed the beginning of the video, but I think we got it. I mean, he just thought they said something to him. It seems like this guy just has it in his head that everyone, correct, you know, is talking about him as soon as he walks in. Exactly. But I think his problem is him. It has nothing to do with his height. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like he's, if you're a short guy and you're an a-hole, People are going to. You're still an a hole. You're still an a hole. It's right. like, you know, you're just drawing attention to yourself Correct. now. So and you're getting not... a lot of people to talk about you. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to help his dating prospects, though. Although people you date prisoners. Know. So, yeah, Someone you're right. Someone wanted to date OJ Simpson. Yeah. No, you're right. So I mean, maybe it will get him. I don't know that that means anything. It might help him. Yeah. You know, he's kind of become sort of, fa- you know, not for anything. But he looks terrible. Let me ask you this. There's though. nothing redeeming okay, about but that. But let me ask you this the guy, Frank the Tank. Right, is that his name? The Met fan, the crazy Met fan? Yeah. Who is fine, whatever. He just doesn't phase me one way or another. I'm not saying anything negative, yeah. nothing positive. Why has he become like a person that, that Barstool likes and uh, uses and I think pays, I think? He does all these videos. Probably, yeah. Because he lost his mind like a lunatic. Uh, and now he's getting paid for it. Right. I'm just saying, I think there's precedent set for something like this. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, initially watching it, you asked me the question, did I think it was staged? No, but now the more we look into it and then the more... Because he had more, you know, as we learned from uh, Izzo, Izzo, yeah, he had a lot more videos, and yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if you said tomorrow this whole thing was contrived. And but I still say, and again, I guess any publicity is good publicity. But the guy looked like that. a complete a hole. Yes, I like agree. God, I don't know if any if I knew that guy, I'd be embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, yes, for sure. You say like, oh, what do you say to a guy like that? You say f off, dude. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, stay out of my life. Yeah, don't ever go into a deli with him. God. Right, and you see him, you run the other way. Yeah. And that's what I said, too, during the show. Like, could you imagine, and now we're not talking about him, it's just like an incident like this that can happen. If you just go in, you want to spend your two bucks to get a bagel, get back in the car, and you so got to you know, sit there with this nonsense. Oh, uh, no, I know. It is. And why didn't no one call the cops? I don't know, because, well, I mean, it's only like 40 seconds, his initial, maybe somewhat. No, nah, but he didn't, because there's other videos that were after the aftermath, and he's standing out front yelling, and no one. Right. You're right. Why didn't they? Well, I don't know. Maybe because he was so short, they didn't consider him a threat. Well, she got Bob. Um, <laughs> well, this is personally for my life. Not really my life, but this is something that propped up. Yeah. I'm getting a new washer and dryer. That's exciting. Yeah. Sadly, yeah. actually, at this stage in our life is. Exciting. You know what? You say that. Like, this is what it was to bring it up, but you say that. No, I'm like, serious. The washing machine went. The you know the transmission fluid or something went in it. And they, this is you your know, car or your washing no, machine? No, this is the washing machine. It was getting, like, oily. Like, oh, it ruined a load of wash. Yeah. And my wife, you know, Googled how to fix it if we could, you know, because... And it said it could be the transmission if because the stuff leaking into the thing, and it smelled like oil. Mm-hmm. And then it said if this is the case, your next step is to start shopping for a new washing machine right. because it's not worth fixing. And then at that point... The washer and dryer are the same age, if you Might will. Might as well get them both. So she decided to get them both, which, yeah, I, you, know, eight, you know, we're going to get a new washer and dryer. I do laundry in the house. So that that part is exciting. But this is my my rub. They gave, they're gave de- getting delivered tomorrow. Yeah. The window. Guess what the window I have. I'm going to say between three and eight. No. The window starts early, 7 a.m. All right, 7 and 2. 7 and 9 p.m. Well, it's well, a 14-hour window. But it's coming tomorrow. Uh, it better come tomorrow if, you know, so now I have you to... You know what they should do? And it, this, this to me, would erase that issue. They should, you know how you, when you when you order a package, you have the tracking? The tracking. You should be able to track the yeah, truck. Like your Uber driver. To know what 
number you are on their route. Yeah, because they have to have a route. And then you would know, planned oh, out. we're delivery number seven. They're on two. How about, yeah, how about they tell you, like, they figure that out and say, hey, maybe Correct. they tell me yesterday it's going to come sometime Friday. We'll let you know Friday morning. Like, okay, maybe if they said, fine, you got a window from 9 to 7 right now. Right. Friday morning nine, actually, or 7 to nine, 9, you're right. That 9 would, to 7 be would be better. Right. If they said, okay, your window's 7 to 9 right now, but we're going to get in touch with you Friday. Your we're going to let you know. Friday. All day. Right. There's maybe one, there might be one good thing that comes out of it, though. You're is, off. Well, no, I'm not off. My mother-in-law will be there during the day, and then, you know, she'll leave, and then if, if it doesn't come, I'll be there. But my wife wants to go to some... It's at Candlewood Lake. Her sister lives over there. And they have, and this is, they have a boat parade. That sounds hideous. Oh, God. And I have no. Don't go. Well, she, and my wife's good like that. She, well, she tolerates Tell me that I, that I don't. And I did. She's like, I, are you going to, originally I was supposed to go to a Yankee game with some buddies. Well, let's see, Yankee game or boat Nah, but parade. my buddy was getting tickets, but Friday nights are so tough with our schedule. He went, no, I have a buddy oh, coming into town. I love a Friday night game. Nah, not for me, but come because I got to go home and oh, then come all Canada. the way back down right. here. Right. So I said, you know what? But th- my buddy's in town for the weekend. So I said, you know, also, if I go there Friday night, then Saturday I'm going to be shot because I'm not going to nap Friday. I'm going to be out on Friday night. So I said, well, I'll just go to your house Saturday and we'll hang out there. My buddy said, all right. So my wife thought I was going to a Yankee game and like an idiot. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going. Why? What's going on? So you want to go to the boat show? I'm like, no. And I said, no, but I don't really have the because it's a family thing. But. If this washing machine doesn't show up, someone's got to stay home be for the here. washing machine. I would, and then Why don't you call them and ask them not to show up till seven thirty. And then I could get credit and be like, "Honey, I really wanted to go." No, nah, you. That's out. No, that's out. That. I wouldn't do that. Jim. You're not getting credit for that. No, but so, so you're getting bailed out. Yeah, and take so, the bail out. Take the bail out. That's so, okay. We'll see. But we yeah, I am it. looking forward when when it's all said and done. It is. It's, it's but neat. now you know the same thing because our my washing dryer is in the basement and we have an unfinished basement. The, the room's clean. We actually put sheetrock and walls up. But we never uh, we put the walls up. We put sheetrock on the outside, but we left the sheetrock off on the inside with the idea of if we ever got the permit. Right. But we never got the permit. My wife's like, we're not getting the permit, so let's sheetrock. Now we're redoing the laundry room. Is the moral of my story? That's going to be my weekend. She wants to get the paint for the floor and put sheetrock up. So, so it'll be exciting when That's it's all exciting. done. But it's a, it's a scene right now. It always is. Yep. That's why I, we discussed. My wife and I discussed putting an ground pool in. Ooh. Which is, I mean, it seems like a great idea, and then, um, and I know it's a fortune, and I'm, I'm not yeah. stupid. But they tear up your Everything. yard, the front, the permits, just getting it, checking yeah, all the machinery at your it's house is such a process. Not even where they're putting the pool. Oh uh, no, I know where I want the pool. No, but I'm saying like you're the rest of your house going to get you know if they got it because they got to drive machines back there, so the, yeah, the rest of your lawn down. gets torn up, right. yeah. And we said, is it really worth it? Like, we have a pool. It's fine. We have, oh, a, have, we, have an oversi- pool? we have an oversized oval. Okay. It's it's huge. It's great. I'm like, why don't you just build a big deck around it? Yeah. Well, we already have one, but we need to be like refaced. So like, you know, I tell spend you, 50 grand or spend like six grand. If you build a deck around the the above ground pool, my parents had an above ground pool. It can pool. feel just like an in ground pool. But the, the way they did it, the guy, oh, not they, the guy, my dad's friend who was a carpenter, he built with the wood... Like, it went over the inside of the pool almost. Right. So it really looked like it didn't, you know, because a lot yeah. of times they build the deck around and you still see the white outline mm-hmm. of the pool. This went right under. It looked like a huge hot tub. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. It was pretty neat. So we'll I don't see. Know. I don't know. I, I mean, you have the pool already. My wife wants has always wanted to get a pool. I'm a, I am grew up with a pool, but my mother didn't work. So we were always home. Right. The pool was always there. My wife and I both work. 
I look at it for all the work that goes into. You're not going to use it enough. Not, you know, then you ha- everything has to align. Got to be heated. Well, that Where and we that's live. expensive, absolutely. And then uh, I don't think it's as expensive as you think. My father-in-law has, but a, it can uh, be pricey. He has a heating system. Um, uh, it's it's got like these black uh, that the water runs through, like these these sheets that the piping like, and they're really thin. Does it work, dude. His pool was. I was there Friday. The pool was 87 degrees. Because he has it. Is that the thing with the wires in the dome? No. This oh. is sort of like a makeshift. He's very handy. What he did was it works on their deck, too, because off the back of the deck hangs over the yard, mm-hmm. and he built a, a platform there. And this you don't even see it. Like it, This thing sits on top of that, which bakes in the sun, and then it just pumps Correct. the pool the water, water through, yeah. and it just pumps it in. And I tell you, his pool is and – and then if he really gets into it and puts the solar cover on – It'll stay that way, you know. If it gets cold, obviously, because the water is. A friend but, of mine gave me a great idea, and he's done it. I don't like it because of the way it sits with the deck in the house. It doesn't make any sense. But I've seen it at his house; it does work. He puts a black hose on the on the roof. Yeah, and the water runs through it, and it's and it like a hundred foot hose. Yep. And it does; it warms it. Liz's uncle did that. Good. He used to do it on the driveway with the blacktop yeah. driveway. The and that same well, that's thing. the theory of the dome and the black hose. Okay, the solar makes sense yeah but. yeah this is like a his thing the one my father-in-law did i mean he didn't invent it but it's like a it's not like a kit like he went and right. bought the thing and then built the platform and was able to you know put the water in but on a different note i only thought of this because we're thinking about water and use of the boat parade and everything did you see the horrendous story of the 18 month old kid that died on the cruise ship no you didn't see this uh, we were just talking about cruise. they're from they're from indiana i believe Family, I think three kids. The youngest was 18 months. And they were on the 11th floor of the boat, like the kids' area. And I suppose the way I read it, the grandfather went to pick the kid up. The kid asked to be picked up, wanted to see the wall or something. So the grandfather picks the kid up, and the kid goes to reach, falls out of the the grandfather's arms, and falls 11 floors. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, could you imagine the horror and the sad? I mean, there are no. no words for that. No, that's awful. And I thought of that because you mentioned the boats, talking about pools, and you yeah, know. no, that's tough. I read yeah. that this morning, and not only that, you know, it's you're trapped on a boat. That's what I was gonna say. Now you're there. You're they're on not... there. They're en route home now. But I don't even know how. I, I, Do you send somebody? They should send somebody out to pick them up. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess. I mean, they got they're on their way home now. But Ooh, that's brutal. I mean, is terrible. that about as bad a that's story as, as you ever want to hear? Yeah, just terrible. So anyway, not to bring it down, but. I saw that, and you just made me think of it. What else you got? Uh, well, not really anything else. You said you had two things. You only gave me two. Well, we kind of, yeah, I guess I did say that, too. Well, I have a, uh, but it's not really, I guess it's kind of a. So last night. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What do you got? No, no. You said last night. No, go ahead. You wrote it down. What do you got? No, I just, no, forget it. No, that's not how we do things. Oh, he's ripping up the sheet. There's your rundown, Jerry. That's so how you we, feel last about night rundowns. we had a parent meeting for my nine-year-old baseball team. Ooh. Which we do. And you have a good relationship a with all these parents, right? You've known I mean, them now. Quite I a would bit. say, I mean, I'll tell you exactly. Well, your oldest son, Matthew's town, you probably know more of those I've people. I've had no for... issues. I have not one time had a meeting with Matthew's group from the time he's five to now he's 14. But I'm saying that that group you know probably very well because you've been with them longer. Uh, yes and no. There's a there's a core that have been with me. And then a couple. But I had 13 kids on the team this year for his for his team. I would say I had a core of four that I've coached for literally seven, eight years. That's awesome. The other eight or nine have been kind of interchangeable In parts, yeah. but have been with me for a couple of years. Never have had a meeting with that 
team. There's never really been an issue. Oh, not, this is this wasn't a this meeting is, like no, a, was my little guy's team. But this wasn't a meeting like oh, you always have a meeting. You had to call a meeting. Oh well, I called the meeting because it's a little different with this team because it's more of the town travel team, as whereas Matthew's team is my independent team. Gotcha. And there's definitely a sense with the other team that they kind of know they're signing up to play on my team, and if they don't like it, they can leave, or I can just get rid of you. There's yes. no recourse for doing that. Town team's a little different. I can't just do that stuff. Love this group. Good group of parents. Good group of uh, kids. I have 11 kids on the team. Um, but it's interesting like how everybody has like different opinions. And so last night we were talking about several different things. Um, and I said to them at one point, I said, listen, Everything out in the open, whatever you got to say, you say it now. Yeah. I said, I don't want to walk out of here, get in my car, and look in the rearview mirror, and see seven of you talking up, in a talking. circle. Right. So, but I said, I'm always available. I know you're going to talk about me. I get it. I'm aware. It's fine. I've heard enough stuff in the last couple of weeks, which is why we're doing this tonight. I'm like, if you've got something to say, say it in front of everybody. Or, or when we're done, just ask to talk to me before we leave. Yeah. So there was one mom. I had a great conversation with her. And so this is like 15 minutes after we're done. I'm talking to her. Maybe maybe 10 minutes I talked to her for. We go downstairs. What do I see? All the parents. Not all of them, but a collection of like six or seven parents. Shh, so I walk comes, over. No, comes. I walk over. I'm like, no. I'm like, no, we said this isn't allowed. And then I see on the other side, my wife's part of the group. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, what are you doing? Well, then now, they, they couldn't have As been... it turned out. Yeah, I was talking say. about our end of summer party we're having at my house. Oh, okay. But the optic was funny. Because after I you just, just finished say it. saying, don't, when we're done, just go home. I come downstairs 10 minutes after we're finished. There they are. And they're in a circle talking about stuff. It's inevitable. It was actually right? very funny. Yeah, they, we unique. were talking this morning about the uh, the participation trophies Boomer brought up. Yes. And, you know, that's obviously a topic like that. I thought that James Harrison story was stupid. Mm -hmm. The one where he. Yeah, I remember. Because he took, he made it about himself. He Always. took his participation Correct. trophies. But um, well, my son got his first participation trophy for T-ball. You know, he's yeah, five. I have no issue with that at that age. So no, no, neither do I. But it it turns out so he uh, he had to miss his final game. It was the only game we missed because he had his uh, preschool graduation. So the uh, when you know we had the game before the Wednesday. So I said to the coach, "Hey, he's not going to be here the next time." So the coach gave me the trophy. Uh, you know, as we were leaving, like there's no ceremony. He just went to the car. He had him in you know in a box in the car. He said, "Here you go." So I walk into the car and I, I gave it to my son and, you know, I don't know if it's like this in all T-balls, but every kid hits and then the last kid, they clear the bases. So the last kid hits a home run technically, no matter what, you know, no matter where it goes, you just clear the bases. So as it worked out, since it was his last game, the coach let him in the last inning, you know, be the last kid to bat. So he hits the home run. He's all excited. So we're walking to the car and I said, dude, here's your trophy. And he's like, oh, wow, dad, why did I get a trophy? And before I could answer, he goes, because I hit the home run. That's awesome. And I said, yep. That's, that's why you got the wrong with that. Not a, he goes, did everybody get a trophy? And I said, well, at some point in the season, everybody hit a home run. So, yeah, then everyone got a trophy. So it wasn't a participation trophy. There you go. At no. least not in his mind. No, no. See, I, it's funny. I did, a, um, I did a podcast with a couple of uh, sports writers in Jersey, and it was about youth sports. Uh, Jerry Carino was one. I think it was Jerry. I think Jerry Carino was one of the reporters. Steve Edelson, I think, was the other one. Uh, I'm pretty sure. And maybe Keith Sargent, I forget who, but it was about youth sports and stuff like that and parents and, you know, how nuts they are at times. And my take was, and it has been, I think at a certain age, you do away with them. But I think when kids are five and six and seven years old, if the participation trophy 
is enough of a carrot at the end of a season to keep the kid interested to sign up again, to keep them off the computer and off yeah. the video games for two hours a day, three days a week, I'm all for it. No, yeah, I have I'm no, for like it. I said, at the young age. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. you get to 10, 11, 12, it gets a little goofy. Then it's stupid. And when you're at the travel level, it's really stupid, and you don't see it at the travel level. You don't. You either win or you don't win. So I think there's a cutoff for it, but it does drive me nuts when people talk about how these participation trophies are so stupid. To some kids they are, and to some parents they are. But when you're six years old and the kid signs up and it keeps him interested, yeah, I'll take that kid. Yeah, I'll be interested. Looking for that trophy funny you say end. that. Keep him interested because Chase didn't know he was getting a trophy. So no, I'll be I, one, I get that. But there but, are kids but I'm that curious now. The next thing he plays, if he'll mention like, "Hey, am I going to get a trophy?" On for this? sure. Like that's funny. Have you ever heard Kobe Bryant? I have not. He had two of his kids. I forget all the details, but they were at some camp mm -hmm. and they finished like, you know, fourth and sixth or whatever it was, or maybe worse. And they all got participation trophies. So they brought them home and, you know, they, you know, show Kobe. So the, the interviewer asked like, Kobe, what did you do with them? Did you get rid of them? He's like, no, I, I kept them. I made them put them on their dresser. So every morning when they woke up, that that would never happen again. That they were in sixth place. Yes. You know, the funny thing is participation trophy, no, whatever. If you're good, you're good. Yes. And if your team's good, you're going to win. And if your team's not, you're not going to win. Yeah. At the end of the day, who cares? You know, I and it's probably – think about these trophy companies, though. Like, when we were growing up, they'd get an order for trophies and, like, you know, okay, we need one for the championship team and maybe one for the runner-up. Now the season starts, all right, we need eight teams worth of trophy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, so oh, it's expensive. It's a big business, so they're well, not going to go what, anywhere. So another, it's another good point you bring up, too, because the the rising rates of what it takes to play, like for our league, it's $175 to play rec baseball, and you have to give them a $200 work bond check that they'll cash and give back to you at the end to make sure you so. do your field maintenance or your snack bar duty. You're laying out a lot of money. Uh, so you know what? What's the worst thing in the world if they who cares? Like yeah. to me, I I don't I don't care. I don't get nuts about it. But no, I, I don't go. either. Yeah, kind of finished here. Uh, thank you very much for the week. No, very this cool. was fun. Absolutely. Good stuff. I'm I off to Miami, it. so I'll see you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Uh, the warm up is coming up next. There yes. will not be a warm up tomorrow. Nope. So 6 a.m. for Boomer and the G and uh, Lepresti will be in for me. I was going to ask rhyming. You I'm like low. a fool here. Yes. Uh, and then you guys will it take it through the weekend. And Al will be back Tuesday as well. So. Yes, he will. Uh, thanks very much. Warm up next. Do your thing. Uh, see ya. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Here we go. It's a Thursday morning. Al Dukes is somewhere in Rome or somewhere abouts in Italy. I don't know. But he'll be back uh, sometime next week. So until then, we say good morning to Mr. Eddie Scazzeri. How are you, sir? Oh, good morning, And Jerry. Bob Dwyer is pulling a boomer this morning, not realizing that the show has begun. So perhaps in two minutes, he'll be back. Maybe when he hears it on the delay. And also, Could be. He, uh, I had to record Boomer's Minutes because Boomer came in. No Bob. And, well, Boomer uh, was very early today. He was. Keep in mind. So that could be part of it, too. Indeed. Even still. So a few things this morning for you. Not exactly the most exciting day going on in sports because we're before baseball picking back up, of course. Uh, and last night was nothing. Yeah, the ESPYs last night, Saquon Barkley one. Kind of cool, I guess. Whatever. Uh, but I guess the biggest of stories would be the passing of Jim Bouton. And I'll say this. It's a, it's a book for the baseball career, fine. But his... Fame really has come 
from the book he wrote, Ball Four, which is one book I swear to God has been on my list to read for years and years and years, and yet I've never read it. And unfortunately for me, and sadly, it's going to take his passing for me to remind myself that I need to read the book and probably buy the book as I'm going to Florida this weekend. Perfect time to do so. But the interesting thing to me about the book is the quote-unquote tell-all about the way things really were and how teams and players got ticked off. And it reminds me a lot about the Jose Canseco situation about coming clean and telling the world how it is and how it was with baseball and steroids. And I will always think of this. It's kind of like the person that outs the liar or the cheater or the whatever doing something the wrong way. And it's the person that's doing wrong that ends up getting mad at the person that did nothing wrong but kind of just told of your dirty laundry. Not right. You probably shouldn't say what you say, but at the end of the day, you're not lying. And if you're so ashamed of it, don't do it. Truth. Yes, you did what you did. Now, are you one to believe these unwritten rules about men, you know, keep stuff within themselves, amongst themselves? Like, for instance... If you had a friend of yours that's so stupid and the wife, who you're also a friend with, comes to you and says, did so, and I'm not saying anything serious, but did so-and-so do this? Are you the type that's like, I got his back? Oh, I definitely have his back. Bob? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now on the flip side, if you do something stupid and a friend of yours tells your wife, you still did it. Yes. Are you still friends with that guy? I'm probably still friends, depending on the severity of the situation. But, but relationship I, fractured. Uh, yeah, there's a problem. I would agree. It's weird, right? It is. Even though you're the jackass that did what you weren't supposed to do. Right. And, of course, we're not talking about anything serious like no, murder no, no, or no. anything like that. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. I'm just talking about yeah, someone stuff. outing you right. because they're kind of put on the spot. Correct. Now, in this case, he did it to make money, and I, I get that, and the book was crazy famous and popular okay fair enough but so that's going to be on my to-do list for this weekend you did read it correct when i was very young and too young to really fully understand all what was being said quite honestly what would be if i asked you what your biggest takeaway from the book would be would you remember having read it so long ago uh i just remember it being fun to read fun and it also felt to me like i was uh, watching an R movie when I wasn't of age to to watch an R movie, that sort of thing. That's which is why I didn't really fully understand right all the adult themes, like nine year old Eddie Scazzeri sneaking down at two o'clock in the morning to put Cinemax on. Correct. Got it. Although that when I was nine, that wasn't a thing. But yeah. whatever. All right, when you were thirteen. Okay, could have been a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and did you, you had the cable box too, right? With the three different prongs for the channels, with the wire going to the TV. We actually didn't get cable. I think until eighty eight. For real. Yeah. Wow. Bob, you're, you look like you're agreeing with them. Yeah, but they didn't. I lived up in the sticks. We didn't even you have cable. Well, when, <laughs> when I grew up, I lived in different sticks. Bob, you still have we had to get one of those on the roof. We had to get one of those big satellite dishes. Did you really? That actually moved. We had the, didn't we have that in Astoria? Yes. The big yeah. satellite dish, which was kind Correct. of cool because we used to get the clean feeds to the stadiums. Yeah. Correct. And, and we would see the reporters warming up and talking and practicing, oh, which was kind of fun. And they'd scan the crowd oh, during yeah. the, because there was no commercial breaks. It was unbelievable. And we also used to get certain unscrambled Canadian adult signals sometimes. Oh, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. And sometimes they were scrambled, so it looked like you were watching the Shroud of Turin having <laughs> sex. Okay. I saw a lot of that also, not that. Of, uh, Astoria, do you realize how long it's been since we've been there? 
Uh, it will be. It's like nine years ago it'll already. Be ten years this October. Is it ten years already? October tenth. I still feel like this place is new. Yeah, me too. Yes. Agreed. And then you say it's nine, ten years ago. It's frightening. Actually. Well, I spent twenty years over there. Story, yeah. Right. So that's two thirds of your time so far. Well, for me yeah. too. I was ninety-seven until what? So what? Thirteen years. So pretty nuts. Uh, one other thing before we take a break, and I find this one interesting. One, I'm not sure how I feel about it just yet. So you know how a lot of times when Major League Baseball has some sort of new rule they, they're they thinking of implementing, they always want to run it through an independent league first, see how it's received, see how well it works. So there's two things going on in the Atlantic League. I don't know if you guys read either one of these two things. I think you must have read the rundown, Jerry. No, I didn't. What's on the rundown? The robotic umpires. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh. Clearly, you didn't do your research. Oh. I'm talking about stealing first base. You have any idea what I'm talking about? No, nope. I do not. Bob, since you prep for the show. Robotic umpires. Might want to put this on the show sheet. So in the Atlantic League, for the second part of the season now, they are going to, thank you, Ellie, they are going to uh, experiment with the idea of any batter at any point stealing first base. Now, my first thought was this has to be a joke, but then you Yahoo Sports had it, but then you read on. I don't know how I feel about it because here's the, here's the idea of it. At any point in any at-bat, if a ball is not caught clean by the catcher, you can take off for first base. It seems goofy, but I don't know. At the same time, kind of interesting. And you would guess that would be the only time it would happen. And mm. is this only with bases empty? No. At any point in the game, any batter with any count can take first base on a pitch that's not caught cleanly. So what about when a guy's stealing second then? On any pitch. On yeah, any, but I'm saying that's interesting. A guy steals go, second. You'd have a force. I don't know. That part, I don't know. Perhaps you have a force play at second then maybe, and it's not a tag play. I don't know. Changes the pitcher too. They're not going to be. Everything changes. Yeah. Because gonna... all of a sudden, if you're a guy that has this ridiculous slider and you live in the dirt, you're going to be a little apprehensive to make that pitch. And how about this uh, runner on first, he steals, and the catcher throws down to get him, can then... Yeah, that's what I was. Are saying. there limits, or can the can the batter Again, then go? The, the only thing I read was that it's got to be a ball in the dirt. If okay. it's caught clean, you can't steal first base. Well, if he throws to second, I wonder if he could. All right, so that would I change. I don't think it. so. Okay. I think right. The the one thing that was pretty firm is that if it's balls caught clean, you gotcha. can't steal. It's a ball in the dirt. Pass. But ball. what if the ball's in the dirt? The guy goes to second. You can go yeah. to first, probably. Yeah. Right. It, it was basically they um, they likened it to a called a drop strike three. A well, in that Atlantic League ball. All-Star game, they did, kidding aside, they did use robotic umpires. I know they did, and I'm going to get to that now, too. That was okay. the second part of this. I think I, since I think you didn't I, have it on the show sheet, I wanted to do mine first. I think I like it. I, I don't hate right. it. Right. See, at first, I'm like, this is it's carnival-like. But well, then I think about it, and it changes the strategy of the game yeah, when, in many when different you said, ways. When you said it had to be, a, if it's a cleanly caught ball, no good. But I, I actually like that. It gives you the feel that, like, when you start an inning, nobody it feels like someone's on base almost. It could, yes. Yeah. It and, could. It, and it will retire Gary Sanchez. It very well could hurt Hig, make him a DH very quickly. And it, unlike the idea of putting the runner at second base in the tent, which I don't That's, like. I don't, I don't like care for that. Nope. This, at least, I'm open to the idea. It's, yeah. I would like to see it. I was just going to say, you'd have to be at a game, and all of a sudden you're going to forget about it, and well, it happens in the sixth inning. On a pass ball. Yeah. These catchers are so good. A ball in the dirt that goes fun. No one's going to try and take first base. But a ball in the dirt that gets by the catcher, like a Gary Sanchez who's had his issues, could be a big deal for sure. And then the other one, I'll save one other story for after the break. The other one is the robotic ums. I don't know what we're waiting for. I really don't. 
It seems like it went well. So they somehow they linked it to an iPhone. I don't know why we're making it so complicated. I think it should be something a little simpler than that. But by all accounts, it worked. And the umpire also has to pay attention. Yeah, the umpire has to pay attention because there are certain cases where it could be a little bit all over the place. And in that case, it overrules the robot. That's fine. So he's got to really be honest. But team. it's a computer. Yeah. yeah. You have to pay attention, and it keeps the umpire engaged, but you have the computerized strike zone to where it even said in the story a couple of guys went to argue and then realized, I can't argue. It's kind of like what replay has done to the managers. It's kind of taken that away. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, i got one more story for you guys, and then Boomer and Gio here on a thrilling Thursday on The Fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, well, Al is prancing around Italy right now with his girlfriend, so he will be back at some point next week. Just quickly, Mets and Yankees with another night off. Yankees, Blue Jays tomorrow. Mets in Miami tomorrow. We'll give you one good one from uh, Summer League. Uh, The Knicks, whatever, they played again last night. The results don't matter. But R.J. Barrett did have 21 points, 10 rebounds. Not that the shooting percentage was great, but certainly the results better. And Kevin Knox continues to play well. He had 25 points there. Also of note, Kevin Durant's contract with the Nets looks like it's a four-year deal, but that fourth year is a player option, very similar to what Kawhi Leonard's deal is with the Clippers, three years player option for the third year. Did you guys see the Odell Beckham Jr. video from yesterday that surfaced? I did not. Bob, no, no. you do the show sheet, didn't know? Didn't come up. <laughs> so it was posted on social media. He threw a football goal line. Oh, I didn't know that was line. him. I that saw was him. That. And then oh. he challenged Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes to a throw off. Oh, wow. Have you ever tried to throw a football like 30 yards, yeah, let alone 100? Hard. It's insane. Now, yeah. I know we have a oh, that's funny. quarterback I on him. staff. Boomer. Maybe he could tell us what it's like to throw a football 100. Can you throw a football 100 yards? No. Well, the Yanks right. will be back in action tomorrow night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 